Okay, I have to come clean. Today's episode, I'm talking about building better habits. And I have to confess, there are some habits that I've been trying to break free from, and it's been very, very challenging. Among them, or the primary one, is my habit of eating cereal before bedtime. I know, I know, you may say, Juan, that's not such a big deal. Listen, it is for me. And whenever I go and try to eat my cereal at night, whenever I break my, uh, <laughs> my streak of avoiding eating cereal at night, I go very quietly, open the cupboard, pull my cereal, pour it in my cup. Did I mention that I eat cereal from a cup? Yeah. Uh, pour my cereal very quietly so it doesn't make a lot of noise. Pour the almond milk or whatever I'm using and open my drawer so slowly so that it doesn't creak too much and warn my partner in crime. Yes, my wife, if she hears any of that, she'll say, hey, what is that sound? Trying to prevent me from having my night cereal. And I know clearly what that sound is. That is the sound of defeat. <laughs> and I don't want you to suffer from that sound. On this episode of The Gentleman's Brotherhood, I'm going to share with you why is it so difficult for us to establish new, better habits? And why do we fall prey to some of the old pesky ones that we want to rid ourselves from? I'm going to share five different approaches for you to tackle new habits and make them consistent so that they remain a part of your life for a long time. And as a bonus, I'm going to share one specific strategy that would help you add new better habits to old ones in an almost seamless way, make it more sustainable. All this and more on this episode of The Gentleman's Brotherhood. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Gentleman's Brotherhood. I'm your host, Juan Sepulveda. If you're new to us, we are all about helping you become a better man today. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Brothers and Bonds, but more on them later on the show. So let's start by talking about why is it important that we develop good habits. If you think about it this way, your day is going to have the same number of hours as any others. But how organized you are in it, how streamlined you are in the process of doing things is going to determine how much you get done throughout the day. Now, I'm not telling you, you have to be this robotic machine of productivity. That's not what I'm talking about. There are things that are important to you. There are things that are important to your family. There are things that are important to your whole community. And if you don't establish good habits, there are several things that can happen. One, either you are not meeting your responsibilities. Two, you may not be proud of the effort that you're putting. You may not be satisfied with how efficient you are at things. Your health, your wealth, your attention, your relationships, all of these are things that are directly affected by your habits. And making it a habit of establishing better routines and better habits in your life is going to help you re reduce some of the chaos that can come with other uh, with other lifestyles. 
On the other hand, if you allow things just to happen and you don't have a very precise control as to your routines and your habits, then you're giving room to chaos, to disorder. And these are things that you can look at as friction that prevent you from achieving your goals, meeting your objectives, and overall feeling a level of satisfaction that you deserve. So why is it so difficult to establish new habits and break free from bad ones? So the explanation that Charles Duhigg gives in his book, The Power Habits, is that there is a cycle that we follow in order to engage in behaviors or habits. And it takes three components. First, there is the cue, or this is like the prompt. This is what prompts you to act a certain way. You can think about, for example, the if you smell freshly baked cookies, that's the cue, that smell. Then you have a routine. What's the routine? Whatever behavior immediately follows that cue, that's your routine. In the case of the freshly baked cookies, maybe your routine is to just go grab one or maybe two. The third step in that cycle is the reward. Obviously, eating a fresh chocolate chip cookie straight out of the oven. What was I talking about? <laughs> uh, the reward that you get is obviously that satisfaction, that delight that comes with eating a freshly baked cookie, or in my case, a cup of cereal. Now, knowing that that is the pattern, you can make decisions that are going to help you trip that circuit or throw a, a wrench in the operation. In the case for freshly baked cookies, let's say, for example, you go to a relative's house that always bakes some sweets like that, and you know you shouldn't have too many of them. So if you predetermine a behavior, a routine, that you are going to follow upon being tempted by that cue, then you have a higher level of success whenever you're presented with that temptation. So in this example, you go to your relative's house, walk in the door, you smell the fresh cookies, but the routine, now it's predetermined by you. You decided, I'm not just going to randomly make a decision, I'm going to have only one cookie. That's it. You're in control. You make the decision. If you used to eat six of them in a sitting, shame on you. <laughs> but uh, maybe now you just eat one. Now the, the person that invited you over is happy because you are partaking in the nice things you they created for you. And you are also keeping moderation and keeping control. Now the reward now becomes double for you. The first part of that reward is that you're still enjoying that cookie. And second, you're proud that you stuck to your routine. You had the fortitude, the, 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 the strength of will to say, one's enough. Now that you know how the cycle of habits is, now you have a little better control or better approach to making decisions. And today I'm going to share four different approaches for you to establish better habits and reduce some of the negative ones that you want to get rid of. Number one, the initial assessment. 
take a moment to think, what are some habits that you want to implement into your life? It could be some that you've tried in the past and failed, or it could be some new ones that you know would be good for you to adopt. For example, waking up at six in the morning without hitting the snooze button. Or perhaps you want to go out for a run first thing in the morning. Maybe what you're trying to do is to read for 30 minutes to an hour before going to bed. Now think, what are three things or three habits that you wish you could curtail, you could remove from your life? Let's say, for example, you want to not snooze your alarm for an hour on end. Or maybe you don't want to always eat a very sweet dessert after dinner. Or maybe you don't want to spend the last hour of the night just binge watching TV. Number two, begin small. Now that you've made an assessment of the things that you want to incorporate into your life and the things you want to remove, start small. Let's start with the example of snoozing your alarm. One small increment could be if right now you snooze your alarm for 30 minutes, this new behavior that you want to ingrain perhaps includes snoozing the alarm only one time. That's it. And you make the decision before the temptation to snooze it only one time. And then in the morning, whenever you hear the alarm, you just snooze it one time. You do this for one week or two weeks until then you're prepared to make it a little more substantial. Maybe you don't hit the snooze anymore. If the habit that you want to establish perhaps is running early in the morning, here's one thing that you can do that I've, I've seen work for a lot of people, including myself. Have your workout clothes ready the night before. Set them next to your bed. Have your tennis shoes with the laces undone. It's one less step that you have to deal with in the morning. Making that small adjustment can help facilitate the implementation of the new habit of going out running. Now, those may seem like small habits. And the reason I encourage you to start small is because you don't want to overwhelm yourself with a huge change that then is not sustainable. Something that you are going to uh, rebel against very shortly. Number three, I have alluded to in the beginning of this video, don't be making the decisions in a moment of temptation. This is key. Making the decision before a moment of temptation is going to give you a better chance at standing strong and defying that temptation. For example, like I mentioned with the cookie, making the decision that you're only going to have one cookie and then sticking to that decision is way easier than just showing up and dealing with the temptation in whatever manner you see fit at the moment. Trust me, when you smell the cookies, you're in no condition to be making decisions. Deciding before the temptation also helps you with what I mentioned earlier about maintaining that stamina of decision making. At the beginning of the day, you have more willpower than you do at the tail end of the day. Imagine your whole day goes by, you making hard decisions, making choices on every little thing. By the time that the night comes, you're in no position to make strong decisions. You, you, may, you may try, but it, it is a, it's a fact that we have a little less 
stamina or a little bit less uh, ability to make better decisions. So if you are, if you know, for example, in my case, I know that whenever I feel the craving to have a little bit of cereal in my cup, I, if I'm feeling the craving, I haven't made a decision about it, it's already too late. I'm going to find a way to sneakily open up the pantry and serve myself some cinnamon toast crunch. Huh? You thought I was going to say something healthy? <laughs> the shame is real. It is. And number four, prioritize the bigger habits. There's a quote that I really enjoy that it's attributed to Mark Twain, where he says, if you have to eat a frog, eat it first thing in the morning. If you have to eat two, eat the biggest one first. My kids absolutely hate that expression <laughs> because I tell them it is important. If you have something hard to do, you have something difficult ahead of you, tackle that thing first. Don't leave it for later in the day. So if you leave it for later in the day where you have less mental capacity to make hard decisions, where you have less fortitude of will, then you're putting yourself in a perilous situation. You are going to succumb to the temptation. So making the big decisions early. Good example, that exercise. The later in the day you leave your exercise, the more difficult it will be for you to actually get it done. If there's a way that you can get up a little bit earlier, splash some water in your face, just jog in place for a second, get ready, get that blood flowing, go do that exercise first. Don't leave it for, for the end. So think of your good habits. Which ones do you think are going to be more challenging? If you want to spend more time reading, maybe that's one thing that you do at the beginning of the day. If you find it challenging to exercise early uh, or to exercise at all, that may be the one that you tackle early in the day so that you have a high, higher likelihood of success. And not only that, you start the day winning. You feel like a champion because at the beginning of the day, you already got the difficult things done. The rest is smooth, smooth sailing, hopefully. Now, I want to invite you in the comment section. Let me know what are some of the habits that you intend to implement within the next few days. Now, I need you to be brave. I need you to be strong. Don't just watch this video and do nothing. Really, comment down there and make that commitment. Tell me what to expect from you, and hopefully I can hold you accountable to making and implementing those habits. Also, is there one habit that you want to get rid of that you're struggling with? Perhaps in the comment section, we can help you by giving you some practical advice to tackle that specific one. And finally, have you done something in the past that has worked for you? Have you been able to implement a, a habit that was difficult to do? Did you have a special way of doing it? We want to hear from you. Now, I'm about to share with you a tip that I found to be a winner when it comes to establishing habits and breaking old ones. But before I do, I'll ask you a favor. Please stick around for a minute so you can hear this brief message from today's sponsor. The way we dress is an unspoken language that introduces us to the room before we have the opportunity to. Our presentation is essential as it communicates our character and establishes our bond. As gentlemen, we hold ourselves to a higher standard. Our word is our obligation, and how we tailor ourselves helps pledge our distinction from the others. That's why at Brothers & Bonds Co., we work directly with craftsmen and designers around the globe 
to bring you expertly curated accessories that complement any fraternal lifestyle. From the casual weekender to the formal Freemason, Brothers and Bonsco offers products that suit your weekends by the lake or your nights out at the lodge, while providing a personalized experience to each of our customers. That's what makes us uniquely Brothers and Bonsco. Find us on Instagram or at brothersandbonds.com. Welcome back. Now, what is this trick that I have been putting to work that has helped me significantly? And it's called habit stacking. Maybe you've heard of it. It's where you take a habit that you already have and you stack a new one right on top of it. That's why I told you earlier that this may feel like very little effort because by combining, by pairing these two habits together, you make the decision to to have them in tandem. I'll give you a very practical example. For, for me, this is one that I implemented and I am very happy with the results. And it was about maybe five or four or five years ago, I went to the dentist and they mentioned that I should that I should be flossing a little bit more. Of course, at first I'm like, how can they tell? You know, I flossed two days before, a day before coming to the to the dentist. I had been preparing, but they could tell that I wasn't flossing as often as I should. Now, I heard from a good friend of mine, he had combined his flossing with doing something else. And I thought, wow, that's a very, that's a very good idea. So I had been wanting to listen to some podcast series. And I thought, you know what? Maybe I hold off on my podcasting. I don't listen to the podcast for the whole day. I will only listen to that brief podcast while I'm brushing my teeth and flossing. So here I stacked three habits that I wanted to, to be consistent on. The first one, I wanted to make sure that my cue in this case was time for brushing my teeth at night. The habit that I wanted to combine was flossing. And my reward in a sense was that I got to listen to that podcast that I had been waiting for all day long. So here I stacked all those three behaviors that I wanted to implement. And believe it or not, I built such consistency that still today, I floss every single day, almost. I may miss it every now and then, maybe one day here, one day there, but I don't miss it more than five days in, in a whole year. And that's a significant improvement from where it was five years ago. So I encourage you to do that. Habit stacking is incredibly powerful. Think, are there things that you could be doing that you're stacking habits? And every time that you do this activity, you add this second one and pair them up. Before long, you can build that consistency where those two things are always getting done. And if you want to take it to a pro level, now figure out, is it a third habit that you can stack on top of that? Good luck establishing those habit stacks. I hope that you have found today's conversation to be useful, that you can derive something practical out of today's episode. If you did and you value what we've done, can you please give us a thumbs up and subscribe if you haven't done so? We try to provide content like this as often as we can to help you in your process of becoming a better man today. 
We're thankful for all of you who have offered your support through our Patreon campaign. And I wanted to remind you that we started already shipping out the exclusive limited edition pin for the Gentleman's Brotherhood. The only way for you to get one of these is if you offer your support through Patreon. Now, we have a lot of perks and a lot of benefits that come with being part of that campaign. We hope that you take a moment and click in the links to see them. One of them you'll see at the end of this video, we have a list uh, of credits of all of those who chose to support us. And for that, we thank you. And finally, I wanted to thank today's sponsor, Brothers and Bonds. They've been very generous and offered our audience a 10% discount on your first order. All you gotta do is use the coupon code GENTSBRO at checkout. Please check them out. And for you, thank you for being a part of the Gentleman's Brotherhood. And until next time, I wish you courage and courtesy.